Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast, and this is episode 138. I hope everyone has been doing just well. We are now into March, uh, and I am back in New Jersey, and it is so very sad because I do dearly miss it back in Hawaii. As most of you know, I was in Hawaii for the past week or so, and I went to Alani, which was absolutely amazing. Such a great time over there, and I think if you can get out there to Hawaii, you guys got to check out Alani. Uh, I can't wait to share my experiences with you guys. I recorded the uh, my Trip Report episode already, and that is going to be coming out next Monday. So Katie actually joins me. Um, she joins me, and she asked me some questions, and we, we have a conversation talking about uh, pretty much everything I did over at Alani. So stay tuned for that episode uh, if you guys are excited about that one. That is coming out on Monday, so stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, I didn't have uh, a regular news episode last week. Uh, it was the interview with a cast member episode with Nicole. She was talking about her time working for the opening of the NBA experience. So I hope you guys got a chance to listen to that because, yeah, she was awesome. Um, but man, there was a lot of big news that broke last week. Uh, a lot of people actually kept texting me uh, or messaging me about all the stuff that was happening. Uh, we're going to be talking about how Bob Iger stepped down as CEO of the Walt Disney Company, which was uh, huge. People were not expecting it to be that soon. We, we knew that it was coming uh, in, in, the, um, in the very near future, but we were not expecting it to happen this soon. Um, and then there's there was also uh, the spa- uh, spaceship Earth is closing very soon in a couple months. It's it's closing for refurbishment. Uh, then there was that crazy like jungle uh, cruise boat that sank. Uh, that was kind of nuts. Um, and then yeah, we have a bunch of other news stories that came out this week. Uh, we got of course Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway opening, the food, the Flower and Garden Festival opening. Uh, there was a new dining plan that was announced. That kind of came out of nowhere. So now there's not just three dining plans. There is a fourth one. Um, and also we're going to be talking about a very hot topic right now: uh, the 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 coronavirus. Um, well, the real name 
is COVID-19. So Disney uh, did release a statement about that about at Walt Disney World and kind of the procedures that they have in place. So we're going to talk a little bit about that because I know some people are worried about traveling, especially to where there's masses amount of people. Uh, I know my, my wife and I, we were a little worried because we were in Hawaii, which is super close to Japan. It gets a lot of tourists from that area. And that's one of the countries that uh, is kind of affected right now. So um, luckily, Hawaii was fine. There's nothing going on over there, but still, still a little worrying. So, um, so yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. So those are going to be the main topics for this episode. Uh, so uh, why don't we just dive right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. So I want to begin with the biggest news I think there was, but not only in the parks, but in the Walt Disney World or the Walt Disney Company as a whole, which was that Bob Iger, uh, he uh, stepped down as CEO from the company and that was effective immediately. It kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it's again, like I said earlier, it, it was been rumored for a long time. Well, not rumored, but he, he actually talked about it, how he was going to probably start winding things down in the next couple of years. Um, and yeah, he's been, he's been the CEO since I think like 2005, um, and yeah, 2005, um, and he took over after Michael Eisner, who started in the eighties, I believe. So yeah, Bob Iger has been around for a while. He was in the entertainment industry for a long time, uh, before then. So he had a lot of experience coming on to taking over the, uh, role as CEO for, uh, the Walt Disney company, um, I mean, he's he's had a lot of success in the past. I mean, some of his accomplishments, uh, especially recently, there was the acquisition of 21st Century Fox. Uh, but he also brought on Lucasfilm, Pixar, uh, Marvel. Um, think about the lands that he's now created over at the parks, uh, Pandora, um, um, uh, Galaxy's Edge, uh, Toy Story Land. He opened up Shanghai Disneyland. Um, and probably I think the most important uh, thing of his career, uh, definitely one of the biggest, was uh, bringing Disney Plus to market uh, to consumers this, uh, this past year. Or, and so that was, that was pretty huge, but, um, but yeah, so, um, so, uh, what was it? What was I going to win with this? So Iger, so right now, so Iger has assumed the role of executive chairman and will direct the company's creative endeavors. Um, and Iger will stay on the Disney company through the end of his contract, which is December 31st, 2021. So he'll still be with the company, but yeah, take on more of a creative role. So they also announced who will be taking over as the new CEO. And as a lot of people per, uh, per projected or, or, or kind of predicted was that Bob Chapek, he is becoming the new CEO. Uh, the board of directors have announced and he recently served as chairman of the Disney Parks Experiences and Products. So um, 
this uh, did, definitely took a lot of people by surprise. But uh, yeah, like I said, we, we kind of knew that was coming as well. That was been reported that it was, he's been rumored to possibly be taking over as the new CEO. Um, so they, there is a little bit um, of a statement here from Iger. So saying, uh, with the successful launch of Disney's direct-to-consumer businesses and the integration of 21st Century Fox, uh, I believe this is an optimal time to transition to a new CEO. Uh, he says that he has the most utmost confidence in Chapek and looks forward to working closely with him over the next 22 months as he assumes the new role. Uh, and Bob Chapek had said in quotes, I am incredibly honored and humbled to assume the role of CEO of what I truly believe is the greatest company in the world. Bob Iger has built Disney into the most admired and successful media and entertainment company, and I have been lucky to enjoy a front row seat as a member of his leadership team. Um, so there's, uh, there's uh, what I've been finding out, I never really thought about this until now, but like there's actually a lot of criticisms of uh, Bob Chapek taking on the role. Um, a lot of people don't think he's the right fit for the role, for especially for some of the things he's been doing with the parks uh, and like products over the past um, few years. Um, well, I think one of the biggest things is that uh, I've, I've actually never thought about this. Like I said, never thought about this until now. But over the past, say, like 10 years since he kind of, uh, I think he's been in charge for the parks and products for a while, for like 10 years, I think. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. But for, I know it's been for a, a long time now. Um, but he's he's put into place a lot of like pay. F uh, you have to pay for extra uh, you have to pay extra for a lot of the things. So like after our, our events, um, there's now park tickets that are just that the prices are increasing the date based peak pricing tickets. So now like ticket prices are different instead of one set price. There's like a whole range of prices now. Uh, so again, if you're going around Christmas time, you have to pay an arm and a leg to go. Um, but people also complain that transportation feels a lot slower. Now that I think about it, like I used Uber and Lyft a lot on my last trip, especially to and from the parks. And look at that. They introduced the minivans. So now people are requesting minivans. I mean, I did. Um, but they, they people also complain that he really has no media experience. Um, there, there's nothing in his background that really like like Bob uh, Bob Iger was the president of ABC for a long time, so he had a lot of media experience. Uh, Bob Chapek doesn't. Um, and what a lot of people believe is that uh, they we're, we're going to be losing a lot of the customer experiences that. Uh, due to cost cutting, but that Bob Chapek has kind of like done in, done in the past. So, pretty much he he looks out. People think people criticize him for looking out more for the investors. Like, yeah, the 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 company has made a lot of money from the parks, like increasingly over the years. But you kind of lose like that guest uh, experience, and people think that's going to diminish. Um, uh, and I, 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 there's been so much conversation about just like how much things are costing now and how much extra things are. Um, and I never really thought about it, but yeah, there's, there's a lot like, why can't people just enjoy the magic hours in the morning or at night? Like just keep the parks open later for everyone. If people want to stay late, they can. Like if you want to keep the parks open till 1am, just let people go. Like don't charge a price for that. Um, so those are just some of the criticisms I personally like I haven't thought too much into this but as I was kind of doing some research into 
uh, bringing uh, Bob Chapek into as the new CEO, I found out that a lot of people were not very happy about this. Um, so, I mean, we'll see what's going to happen. I mean, I think Bob Iger has just been great for the Walt Disney Company. We've gotten a lot of great things over the past um uh, what has it been? Fifth? Uh, I can't even. I can't count. Fifteen years since he's been the CEO. He's he's done a lot for the company. Brought on a lot of new things. Um, brought Disney uh, back into just I don't know a, a powerhouse. I mean I don't know if they ever really left, but uh, they're yeah they're just a big powerhouse now. Um, oh yeah, another big accomplishment he had was the Magic Bands. Like that was a huge shift and change over at the Disney park. So yeah, it's. Uh, I'm definitely gonna miss. I'm de definitely gonna miss Bob Iger. Um, we'll see how Bob Chapek does. Uh, I don't. I, I don't have too much of an opinion right now. Um, like I said, a lot of those criticisms were just from things that I've kind of I've collected and read online uh, from people. And um, so we'll see what happens. It's, it's going to be definitely interesting to see what happens. And I don't know how long Bob Chapek is going to do this, but maybe it'll be another. Uh, 10, 15 years, maybe he's going to do terrible and then Disney will ax him. Who knows? You never know what's going to happen, but um, let's just hope he does right for customer experience and guest experience because that's, to me, that's number one. Like, that's what you have to uh, work on the most. Um, and maybe we'll get someone else that's, uh, I'm, yeah, I don't, actually, I don't know. I haven't looked into if they've, we have someone else as the chairman for Disney Parks and Experiences uh, and products now. So I wonder if that's going to maybe change uh, somewhat in the future. I mean, I'm sure we'll hear someone soon, but maybe we'll get someone who's better than Bob Chapik. But um, it's going to be interesting to see, yeah, where this goes in the future. So. Uh, but those are all, all my kind of thoughts right now. But hey, if you guys have opinions on this, like reach out to me, Matt at excesspresspodcast.com. I'd love to hear what you guys think about Bob Iger stop, stepping down and Bob Chapek coming in. So, um, all right. Well, so that, yeah, that is the news. That is definitely the biggest thing that has happened uh, in the past week for sure. All right, well, to move on to something a little bit more serious, but I feel like we, we need to talk about this on the show, and that is, of course, about the COVID-19 outbreak, which is also famously known as the coronavirus. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, it's it's a little scary because it's spreading around the world. I, at least personally, not to try to let fear get the better of me. Uh, I mean, like I was saying before, we were just in Hawaii, and uh, we were kind of close uh, to that region because there are a lot of tourists from that area. Um, but we still, hey, we made sure we had a good time and try not to worry about that as well. And well, we live here in New Jersey. We're close to New York City. So it's, yeah, it's a little scary because we're in New York. I sometimes have to go into the city for New York. But hey, we just try to make the best of the situation. Um, but yeah, I'm bringing this up because there was a, a statement released um, by a spokesperson to People Magazine or to just people.com. Uh, talking about uh, what the Walt Disney World Company is or the Walt Disney Company is doing for Walt Disney World because uh, they're closely monitoring the situation. So uh, in a statement on Tuesday, they said, we know there is new information this week about coronavirus in Florida. We have very stringent sanitation procedures in place at the Walt Disney World Resort. We are in close contact with health agencies for information and guidance. And at this time, we are continuing to communicate with the cast the importance of preventative measures such as frequent hand washing and rigorous cleaning processes. 
For guest convenience, we have placed additional hand, hand sanitizers throughout our parks and resorts and will adjust our protocols as the situation warrants. So that was the statement that Walt Disney World has released uh, earlier this week. Uh, it's just kind of talking about what uh, they're, they're kind of doing in place. And I have seen reports and photos that cast members are desanitizing Magic Band and finger scanners at the entrance of the parks. I believe they're doing this after every guest, which is well, it's a lot. That is a lot of desanitizing. But they're really trying to take the precautionary measures of uh, just that's definitely one of the, the easiest ways to make it spread um, because we, we know that it's if like stay away from people coughing and just being sure you're always wiping down like your phones and your hands. Um, but uh, I would try not to worry too much if you're going uh, to Walt Disney World. Uh, but hey, you never know what's going to happen with this thing, but at least uh, you can have um, some, some, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some, uh, measure of, uh, something that wouldn't make you worry as much, uh, if you were to be traveling to Walt Disney World in the, the near future. So, um, yeah, traveling a lot, it's a little bit crazy right now. Um, but yeah, just try not to worry too much and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. And of course, if there are any updates, I'll be sure to let you know, but I'm sure you, uh, if you're traveling to Walt Disney World in the the very near future, you're probably going to be keeping a close eye on this as well. So, uh, but yeah, so that is the the statement that Disney released about the coronavirus. So, all right. So now that we discussed that, uh, let's kind of move on to some some cool things that are happening around the parks. So let's move on over to Epcot, where. Disney finally shared with us the closing date uh, for the, the to begin the refurbishment for Spaceship Earth. So last year, Disney actually shared that at the D23 Expo, that the, the, the next iteration of Spaceship Earth will focus on the story of humanity uh, that will be following the, our long journey with prehistoric humans to today, brought to life with magic and depth that only Disney can deliver. So many of the moments that you know and love will be updated in amazing ways, blended with brand new scenes to tell a story about our human experience. Now, uh, this was again, this was at D23 Expo last year. Um, so that, yeah, it's kind of changing the way Spaceship Earth is. So it's all about communication right now. And yeah, it looks like they're going to be talking about our human experience, uh, but still using the same, same scenes, but also some new ones as well. Uh, and of course, using brand new technology. So, when are they? When are they going to be closing it? Well, May 26th is when it is finally uh, going under a long refurbishment. Um, so, yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be sad to see. I'm not going to be able to ride it uh, within uh, the, the. I'm definitely not going down the next couple months. So it's going to be sad that I'm not going to see it um, in this in this form. But I'm glad I was able to ride it back in November one last time. And the last time I was on it, I was stuck on one of the last hills going back into the station. Uh, I was sitting backwards for a pretty long time. So I think it was like probably like 20 minutes we were stuck and they eventually got it going. Um, but so that was my last ride on on the Spaceship Earth. But um. But yeah, so with the Disney blog article, they also released some concept art. So I'm not sure if you guys have checked this out. 
Um, but the the concept art provided a scene from Egypt, um, which is part, uh, which is actually there's a current version of the attraction. Uh, but there's a new way that you're going to be seeing it. Uh, it's going to be transformed through the power of light. So it's probably probably going to be using uh, projection mapping technology, which they use on a lot of their attractions and uh, enter nighttime entertainment shows. So. I think we're going to be seeing uh, a lot of uh, that technology in this attraction. So yeah, it's pretty cool. There's uh there's lights with like hieroglyphics everywhere on this, sh on the attraction. So I'm excited to see what happens there. Um, but yeah, so throughout the attraction, you will hear a brand new narration uh, and you will see how light plays a central role in our shared human journey coming to life in dynamic ways in a celebration of the magic that's possible when we all come together. Uh, so one of the big things I said there is, yeah, there's going to be a brand new narration. So uh, Dame Judy Jens, uh, Judy, uh, wow, Dame Judy Dench is the current narrator. Uh, so she, I were, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss her because she was great. Love her current version of it. There was Jeremy Irons in the past and Walter Cronkite. Um, so, yeah, now I'm, I'm excited to learn, like, who might be the new narrator. Um, I mean, who do you guys want to see? I, I would love to see Morgan Freeman. Uh, I, I would absolutely love to see him. I mean, he's just got, he has one of the best voices out there. Why wouldn't you want Morgan Freeman? But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see who it's going to be. I, I As much as I love Neil Patrick Harris, I hope they don't go with him because they use him for a lot of things these days. Uh, and I hope they don't bring him in them, but uh, bring him into the... The show. I hope it's just some, I don't know, someone else, someone that's a, a lot older, more maybe more distinguished. I uh, would love that as well. Um, but so we can assume everything. They didn't give a date when it's going to be done, but we can assume everything will be done by Epcot's 40th anniversary, which is in 2022. Um, but most of the updates, at least in Epcot, are supposed to be done for Disney World's 50th anniversary, which is next year, 2021. So. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited because, uh, after writing the last one, I, I definitely was like, you know, what? I'm ready for a new version of this. So I cannot wait to see what happens. I mean, Spaceship Earth is such a beloved attraction and I'm, I'm just glad that it's not being totally revamped into something else. They're still staying with the story. Uh, well, the story is changing a little bit, but they're still keeping a lot of the original scenes in it. Uh, and that's not really going away and they're not like putting some kind of weird IP into Spaceship Earth. I'm just very happy they're not doing that. So, um, but yeah, so that is, that's it. So you have until May 26th to ride this one last time. So uh, yeah, get ready for the new version coming out pretty soon. Uh, and then speaking of new things, this uh, past week on Wednesday, March 4th, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway officially opened at Hollywood Studios and coming in a couple years to the Disneyland Park over in Mickey's Toontown. Uh, but yeah, it is open. Everyone is just loving it. This is the brand new trackless dark ride that is featuring Mickey, Minnie, and other friends. Uh, and the story kind of goes like you're entering the Chinese theater to watch the latest short called uh, perfect picnic uh, and then all I know from there chaos ensues I'm really trying to go into this spoiler free uh, I've seen I try not to look at images but like sometimes you just come across uh, like videos or some photos of the inside I'm like kind of look away real quick so um, to be honest I I didn't know this was going to be like a trackless dark ride I didn't know how the ride was exactly going to work um, 
but uh, I now I have an understanding of what how it's going to work. I won't spoil it on, in, on here just in case everyone anyone's trying to uh, go in spoiler free. They don't want to know anything, so I'm not going to share any like big details here. Um, but there's I've already seen tons of I, I haven't seen them personally, but I've seen on YouTube that people are posting like uh, full video like POVs of of the ride itself. So if you want to check it out, you can surely go ahead and, and go on YouTube and check it out. But not here. You're not going to learn about it here so um but for the most part i've been hearing like really great things about it um people are saying that it's a really great addition to hollywood studios um so that's really great to hear because you know it doesn't always need to be a throw ride you want to have those family uh friendly rides but like I, hey i want those kind of rides too because i've talked about it in the past i get really bad motion sickness and that's one of the one things i love going going to disney for is because I can't ride a roller coaster like back to back. Like I can do Everest once. I get like a little motion sickness, but like then I'm fine after that. But I can't, I can't ride it a second time. If I'm like when I was with my party last, on the last trip, we went want they we went on it and they were like, hey, we want to go again because it was a really short wait. They just hopped on and I was like, all right, yeah, I'll wait here. And I took some photos and videos of the train and stuff. Um, so I I like I. I want rides like this where I can still have like a ton of fun, but not have to worry about getting like motion sickness or anything like that. So, um, yeah, very exciting. Um, and another great thing I've been seeing, uh, I've been checking the wait times for, and the wait times have been under two hours, which is actually pretty great. Um, I mean, when it first kicked off yesterday was, uh, or on Wednesday was kind of crazy. Uh, I think I saw like a, a quick five hour wait, but like, then it got down to like 105 minutes, uh, by like midday, which was, that's awesome. 105 minutes is Pandora was even longer still. And, and a uh, slinky dog is still up there. So um you can make fast passes for this so if you're going on an upcoming trip remember you can make a fast pass for this this is part of the tier one alongside slinky dogs dash as well as um why am i blanking oh millennium falcon smugglers run so that's part of the tier one and of course rise of the resistance is still under boarding pass so um one thing that I did, um, I did read today is that, um, because, so it did open yesterday, sorry, I'm recording on Thursday, I read it opened on Wednesday, but what they reported was that the ride actually closed earlier than the rest of the park. So Disney's, uh, Hollywood Studios yesterday closed at 8.30. Uh, and guests were not allowed into the standby around 7.50 p.m. Um, that's because the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular show was beginning at 9 p.m. Uh, and that gave enough room for the attraction to move guests all the way through the queue and the ride. Um, so they had to kind of close it because the the area, the Mickey and Minnie's Railway, that area um, closed for the rest of the park because it's in the the pyro fallout zone from the star wars spectacular uh so they want to make sure that all the guests are clear from that area there's no one around um so just beware that like hey this it's a possibility that this ride is going to be it's going to be closing before part like way before park closing so I know like the rule at Disney is like if if Magic Kingdom or yeah, Magic Kingdom closes at 9 p.m. As long as you're in the queue for Space Mountain before 9 p.m., you're going to be able to go ride that ride. Anytime after 9 p.m., they're not letting you on the on the line. 
So just be wary, like, if you want to, like, try to, like, oh, let me save some time. Uh, I'll just go at, like, 8, uh, like, at 9 p.m. to go ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. Doesn't look that's ha like that's happening. So this is this only happened, um, it's only been one day since the ride has come out. Um, but you could probably expect that to happen. Uh, things could always change. You never know. I'll keep an eye on it to see what's kind of going on with this. Um, but... Uh, just, uh, yeah, just expect that it's going to be closing earlier uh, than usual. So we'll maybe ask your, your fellow cast members, or not fellow cast members, but ask cast members around the ride just to see kind of what is going on there. So um, otherwise, uh, yeah, like I said, this has been, I've been hearing really great reviews and I cannot wait to go on this attraction. Um, I don't know when, but at some point, so... Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, really, just really happy that Disney's still providing us with these, uh, with fun attractions like this one. So now I'm really excited for Vatatouille to open up, uh, in the France Pavilion at Epcot later this summer, because we're going to be getting another trackless dark ride over there. So, uh, yeah, so that is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway now open. Uh, and real quick, the other thing that is open is the Flower and Garden Festival over at uh, Epcot. So as I talked about a couple weeks ago, I did a small little preview for that. So, hey, that is uh, open. Go there, check out the topiaries, go eat some food, go to the, what is it, Eat with the Beat concert series. I, forget, I think that's what it's called. I can't remember at the time or at the moment. Um, so, yeah. So that is the Flower and Garden Festival now open at Epcot. So... All right, we got two more news stories today. So this last one, or sorry, the second to last one, uh, is about the brand new dining plan. This kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, so uh, before this, there was the quick service dining plan, the Disney dining plan, which was a, a table, a quick service and a table service credit that you get per day. Uh, and then the deluxe dining plan where you, you get a couple table service credits. Um, so... This one is a kind of a hybrid between the Disney dining plan and the deluxe dining plan. Uh, and Disney is calling this the Disney dining plan plus. So this is like the, the third highest tiered, uh, dining plan, the third most expensive, I should say. Um, and so what this allows you is that everyone in the party ages three and over, uh, will receive, um, two meals per night of their stay, which is any combination of table service and quick service meals, uh, two snacks or non-alcoholic beverage, beverages per night of, uh, of your stay, or in one resort refillable mug. So the big thing here is that you get two meals, so two, one, one credit per meal, um, and you can use that for any combination of table service and quick service meals. So say one day you want to use it for two table service meals, go ahead. If you want to use it for the next day for two table service meals, go ahead. You could do that the following day. If you want to use it for two table services and a quick service, go ahead. The following day you want to use it for two table services, go ahead. So you can use this any way you want. Um, this is kind of like a crazy new option that they're putting out there. I was a little confused by it at first, but now that I'm, I'm kind of getting an understanding of how it works. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of cool that you can use any combination of table service and quick service meals per day. Um, with this, um, 
So the, the actual pricing for this is $94.61 per adult and $35 per child. Uh, and I, the from what I read, the prices for the other dining plans went up about $2 each. So I think the Disney dining plan is now at $77, whereas the Disney dining plan plus is at $94. So... Um, and so kind of similar to the Disney dining plan, uh, this is what included is included in your meal. If you get a quick service at breakfast, lunch, or dinner, you get one entree, one non-alcoholic beverage or alcoholic beverage. Of course, if you were uh, 21 or older, uh, for the table service, uh, meals that are at breakfast, you get one entree or one alcoholic beverage or alcoholic beverage, or you can also get one full buffet or family style meal as, uh, as well as with a beverage that could be non or alcoholic or alcoholic. So for lunch and dinner, for the, again, this is still for table service. So for lunch and dinner table service, uh, what you get is one entree, one dessert, one non-alcoholic beverage or alcoholic beverage, and sometimes you can actually swap out that dessert for an appetizer. Some restaurants are, um, they're kind of picky on what you can do. I remember at like Sanaa, we got, I forget, we got, I think we traded in our desserts for the bread service. I forget exactly what we had to do. I think like two desserts um, were, were put towards the bread service. I'm pretty sure that's what we did. Um, so yeah, just ch check with your waiter to see if you can trade those desserts in for a, an appetizer if you want. Um, so yeah, so the, that's the meals for lunch or dinner for table service, entree, dessert, or the beverage, or you can do the one full buffet or the family star meal as well with a beverage as well. So kind of similar, nothing, nothing changes to there, but I mean, so I think this is personally a pretty great option if you like to eat more and are looking to, uh, eat more table services. Uh, t table service restaurants while you're at the parks. Uh, I know my wife and I, like, we would rather sit down to do dining for, for the most of the times. Like, that'd be great to have two table service uh, per day. I mean, it's definitely a lot of food, but I know I wouldn't need it every day. But we, it would be nice to have the option of, like, if I wanted to do two per day, I could. If I wanted to do one and then one quick service, I could do that. Um, I it, it seems, so kind of thinking about this, it... I feel like I would recommend this if uh, you're trying to do more character buffets or family style meals, um, like a, because a lot of those a lot of the meals are one credit. Um, you could even do two of those per day if you want. Uh, you could do two two uh, character buffets, which is a lot of money. You could you could do that. That's a possibility. Um, but uh, again, uh, you have to think about if you really want to use some of those credits for. Um, like a two credit table service restaurant. Um, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, I think like a meal at California grill is worth two table service credits, uh, to kind of do that. So, uh, you just have to think about that way. Um, cause most people, when they do like the d regular Disney dining plan, they don't go for those two table service cre uh, credit restaurants. So just kind of think about that as well. Um, but, uh, if you're going to the park and you, mainly plan to eat quick service definitely do not get this just get the the quick service one um 
But if you think that you want to eat more table service restaurants than quick service, I think the Disney Dining Plan Plus is uh, a huge, uh, it's huge. Um, I honestly, so I talked about this on my last trip report. I was not the biggest fan of the dining plan, mostly because I was a, I was with a group of people and we had to like watch what credits we were spending. I feel like if it's just my wife and I, I would actually maybe look into doing the the Disney Dining Plan Plus to, to do this new option because that would be great for us to have the option if we wanted to do a sit down like in the early afternoon and then have like a later dinner. Um, I honestly would like that because usually because we usually use DVC points and we always make breakfast in the morning. So we usually don't eat breakfast meals. Um, at least we try not to. Um, so, but I feel like this would be a good option possibly for us to do in the future. So, uh, next, next trip we do, I'm definitely going to be kind of taking a look further into this because I think this would be a good option. So, um, let me know what you guys think. If you think this was a, a, a kind of a cool new dining plan that they, they came up with, um, or if you have any other questions about it, just, uh, yeah, let me know. So, yeah, that is the Dizzy Dining Plan Plus, and that is actually available right now. So if you're looking to go on your next trip and uh, you want to do this, yeah, go for it. You, you can contact Disney and get that added to your plan today. So, yeah, that is the Disney Dining Plan Plus. So, all right. So for the last news story today, um, last week there was some kind of crazy news where the a boat sank over at the jungle cruise at the magic kingdom and the walt disney world resort so this happened last week on february 27th that the bomo kind bertha uh sank or the bomo candy bertha sank at approximately 12 30 p.m uh which caused the ride to shut down so the 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 you, there were tons of photos out there that you just see the the boat slowly sinking the people's shoes were in the water um the people had to be evacuated they were unloading them um to the the to to, to the on stage part of the jungle where it's heavily vegetated um it's because it was not near the boat dock so they had to be evacuated that way um i mean no one was hurt which was great um uh, but uh, yeah, this, uh, I thought the ride would be shut down a lot longer, but it was only shut down for 105 minutes that it was reported. Um, but it was, yeah, they, they unloaded the, the passengers, they towed the boat away and then, yeah, it was back open in 105 minutes. Um, one of the things I did read that, uh, one of the, 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 one of the boats or that boat that was affected is actually equipped with a wheelchair lift. Um, meaning that until they fix the boat, uh, if you are a guest in a wheelchair that needs to transfer onto the Jungle Cruise, uh, there could be a longer wait than usual because there's there's only going to be uh, one of those uh, available for you to use. So uh, just a thing uh, to think about there. Um, but Disney did release an official statement on this. Um, so they said, a boat took on some water. The Reedy Creek Fire Department responded immediately to this event. Everyone got out of the boat safely. We worked with guests individually so that they could enjoy the rest of their day in the park. Uh, and then the attraction has reopened. So that was the day of uh, that they released that statement. So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious of what those guests uh, got uh, individually. Um, I'm sure they probably gave them like because that's a pretty big mishap for sinking. I mean, 
A lot of people's shoes are soaked. I'm sure they gave them compensation for anything ruined. They probably gave them like a probably like a park ticket. I feel like this is probably a big thing. So I haven't seen if uh, or heard anyone that uh, was affected by this. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was just kind of a crazy incident that happened last week. So. All right, well, that is that is all the major news. I know there, there's definitely some other smaller things that are out there, but uh, these are the main talking points that I want to get through today. Um, so, yeah, but that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, make sure you guys are stay tuned because you're going to be getting the my trip report to Alani on Monday. So I kind of split that show into two parts. You're going to see that I talk about my trip report, but also if you're just looking to go Hawaii in general, I kind of give uh, some tips on what you guys can do uh, while you're in Hawaii if you don't want to just do Alani the entire time if you're planning on visiting. And also ways to save because we really budgeted for this trip because this was actually a very last minute trip. Um, but we only we did it because we were able to save a decent amount of money. So and I'm going to try to kind of guide you through the ways we we did that to, to go to Hawaii, um, especially right now, because flights are really cheap. Uh, I think it's probably due to uh, the, the coronavirus that we were talking about. But yeah, I've been seeing some really cheap flights to Hawaii, which don't come too often. But all right. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. That is coming on Monday. I'm going to be talking a lot more about that then. So. Uh, but yeah, so you can um, find me at uh, X Express Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, make sure you are subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or however you listen to podcasts. You can also find all our episodes at XSPressPodcast.com. Uh, and I'm also looking for more people to be interviewed on this show. Uh, so if you are a former cast member, if you know a former cast member, that would like to be on the show hey reach out to them and let them know that we are looking to have people on the show uh you can shoot me any uh you can shoot me an email if you have any questions or concerns or hey if you want to be on the show let me know uh matt at xspresspodcast.com so all right well thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show this is matt from the excess press podcast signing off until next time travelers we hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.